also, uh, recently, just a couple days ago, I interviewed Jay Folin, uh, who made Dropsy and is currently working on making Hypnospace, and his Kickstarter is going on right now. So I mainly talked to him about Hypnospace, just got a lot of that. You know, made some comparisons to Dropsy, uh, but mainly just thinking about that, uh, Hypnospace, just really talking about that and kind of getting an idea. Because that is a very specific idea that is not quickly easy to explain. Like, you can show it, but it's a little hard to explain in a larger sense. So I really enjoyed doing this interview. Uh, really, that's it. Other than, obviously, I, uh, I'm covering this Kickstarter, but I also did support it with my money. If that's something that you needed to hear, uh, that, I did that. So, uh, without further ado, let's get to the interview. So, uh, I am joined by Jay Folin, uh, who, uh, ma main creator of Dropsy. And uh, musician extraordinaire, uh, and we're gonna currently talk about his game that's on Kickstarter, uh, Hypnospace. So first, uh, thank you for being on. Uh, yeah, thanks for having for me. Uh, can you just explain Hypnospace's kind of setting and world to me first before we get into anything else? Yeah. So the setting uh, is something that will you will be revealed to players a lot as you play. Um, but uh, to summarize, I would say it's kind of like a future America, maybe not as cynical as idiocracy America of the future, but it, it's definitely in that vein where it's a corporatocracy now and things are just kind of controlled by kind of goofy corporations, you know, just larger than life pastiches on real companies a little bit you know and um and so people in this world work all day uh, or most of the day or go to school all day if they're kids and then they they don't have much free time so they spent at night they put on these headbands and, that allow them to access the internet while they sleep and uh one of the companies that provides uh one of these services is hypnospace and so Basically, you're a policeman of this future internet that people uh, access while they go to sleep. And it looks a little bit like, you know, the internet of old Web 1.0. GeoCities, Angel Fire inspired yeah, a little bit. For Man some reason, I'll make up some lore reason why it looks like that again, I'm sure. But I haven't thought of that yet. But it looks like that. So, yeah. Okay, so... Here's a greater question. Uh, what exactly do you do? Uh, what exactly does patrolling the hypnospace internet entail thus far? Okay, so uh, basically the way the game works is you are entrusted with an increasing number of laws to enforce. So at the beginning you'll have a law... You, there's an application that lists all the laws that you're supposed to enforce. And at the beginning, you might have a law that's like, uh, if anyone's bullying someone or being abusive or whatever, you you can... Uh, so you can go browse through the websites and look for that. Um, you can also search for keywords or, you know, how you would normally search the real internet. Um, and then um, 
let's say you see something on a page where someone is, you know, saying something horrible about someone else or in the chat, someone's being a jerk. You can, there's this little magnifying glass tool and you can click on the magnifying glass and it'll turn your cursor into the the magnifying glass. And that's the investigation tool. And then you click on whatever you think is the offending content. And then it'll do this little investigation thing and come back and say, yes, you found a violation. And then that text will be replaced with like, this text was in violation. And then you will have a person to track down at that point and apprehend. Uh, and that's this, the other part of the game is there's this highway. Uh, and it's kind of like the information superhighway. It's this little arcadey, uh, I don't know if little is the right word, but it's an arcadey sort of part where you actually chase down the offender on this highway. And so each each car on the highway is one of the users that you can look up and like read about in the browser. So um, there's a variety of mechanics on the highway when you do that. But it, the best way to describe it would be to say it's kind of like a Ghostbusters-esque uh, lasso mechanic where you have to get behind a car and if they're somehow too strong they can kind of wiggle out of your your little police lasso there um but the early guys will be just really easy to apprehend and then as the game progresses you will have you'll be entrusted with more laws and you'll be and you'll face more serious offenders hackers and and then it it gets it gets a little weird from there. Like, uh, yeah, I won't I won't say more. Sure. But yeah, yeah. So, are there going to be uh, any penalties, or is it kind of the algorithm knows that you're will let you know if you judge unwisely? Uh, yeah. So there's a monetary penalty if you. So there there's if you uh, use the tool on some content and it wasn't in violation, you get a tiny fee, tiny fine. But if you keep doing it, uh, you get what I am calling a performance review right now. I don't really know what I'll call it in game yet. It might just be called performance review. And then um, the hypnospace uh, police department will assess whether you are a fitting enforcer or not. And, um, and if you do too much of that, you may end up on the other side of the law. <laughs> okay. We'll leave yeah. it there for now. Uh, yep. Or for this interview, I should say. Uh, yeah. So how... I read uh, it was somewhere you said you were done with point-and-click adventure games. Is there a reason why you wanted to be radically different with yeah. space? I would say I'm done with those for a little while because I do want to come back to Dropsy sometime. We have lots of ideas for like a sequel maybe, but and you're gonna do yeah. some content sooner or later next year. Yeah, in January. That's what I'm working on now, and until the end of the year, mostly is the Dropsy update. I'll be working on Hypnospace a little bit, but mm-hmm. mostly Mike will be doing the engine work and some tools and stuff, and I'll be advising, but. I'm going to be starting on Hypnospace early next year, like January. But anyway, I digress. Sure. Uh, sure. What uh, was the question? The question was, uh, I you kind of said it. It was it was mainly that was there oh, yeah. a purposeful reason to be so yeah, dramatically there was. different than a point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, it's because 
I got real get real jealous of these guys who are making games and they have controllers and they're having a fun time playing their own game and a point and click adventure. You know every single like, and you can see thing. the flaws. Probably yeah, you too, know the you like, know. I know the book is a little too small, but that's what yeah. you're supposed to click on. Well, that too, but I guess um, I guess more more than that, it's like you can't have fun playing your own game because you know if you click object A on object B, this scripted event will happen. There's no like slightly uh, shooting at the wrong angle and then something ricochets or just there's no dynamic. Yeah, there's no var- there's anything. only the variables that you've already set out. There's no random chance really. But yeah, and if anything is random, it's a bug usually. But yeah, know, there's not. It's, it's that that should have worked with that, but it didn't. Uh, yeah, and, and and by virtue of being an adventure game, it kind of has to be that way. Like adventure game players don't want like uh those kind of like controllery parts in their game. They want either an adventure or some, you know, a different kind of game. But yeah, go ahead, sorry. Sure, no problem. Uh you mentioned the engine. You're going to try to make a and I'm guessing this is a little later down the line, a builder for this game. Kind of uh can you talk to, more about that? I only yeah. learned a little bit about that. So, um we're going to have a big meeting like after this Kickstarter and take into account our budget and decide exactly what features are going to get in and like which ones um, we can spend more time on because we have to have like a realistic scope. But everything in the Kickstarter will be in there. And then we have other ideas um, that might make it. Uh, And I'll mention one of those in a second. It's related to the page builder. But so there are two tools that I'll be releasing to backers and anyone really. When the game comes out, they'll be released to anyone. But uh, I'll be releasing them to backers in February or March. And they are the page builder and the sequencer. So the sequencer spits out a sort of MIDI-esque format. Uh, You can edit it in Notepad, though. And uh, it's sort of... Uh, allows you to sequence music. Uh, it'll be using samples that I provide, uh, sa- you know, instrument samples I provide uh, in the files. So really, if people want to make songs, if they really want to add their own samples, uh, they can. But I will. It'll be pending approval. You know, if I if I actually put any of that in the game. Uh, now the page builder is, and these are basically the tools I'll be using to make the game. You know. Uh, the page builder is a it's what I'll be using to make all the pages. It's like the development tool I'll be using. It's not actually part of the game, but it is gonna have more polish than maybe your usual tool will have. So it'll be it'll be created in the context like uh, of the game's world a little bit. It'll have the same interface as. It'll feel like you're playing the game a little bit when you're making uh, pages for it. So it'll these tools will allow you to basically make a total conversion or like mod the game if you wanted to very simply, you know, just with these, you know, easy to use tools, basically. So you don't really need to know programming or uh, any kind of advanced scripting to, you know, mod it if you want. Now that there will be... Uh, and we've been talking a little bit about this. I haven't announced it 
because I'm not quite sure how much of this idea we're going to keep in. Uh, we have to see how much uh, it fits in the scope. But there will be a some kind of page builder for you, like for your character, I guess you could say, in the game, where it'll, like, if you if you put... It'll be a very, very stripped-down page builder, but the, the fun thing about it will be you trying to blend in or look cool with these certain groups so that you can kind of go on the highway and be like, hey, I'm one of you kids, or, you know... And uh, you can put elements on your page. And so if you go maybe in the chat, uh, people will, the game will detect which uh, values are attached to which images you've picked for your page. And then maybe some of the people in the chat will be like, oh, he's cool. He has this skeleton. We're big into skeletons. Or, you know, it'll it'll just be a, a... uh, another little mechanic to make it feel like uh, the world's responding to you. I don't know how much depth it'll have, but we're going to put it in, in there. Sure. But that's separate from like the page builder, like the hardcore, super customizable page builder, which is basically a mod tool. Yeah. Come down to. Yeah. Would you be... So I guess my only question about the page builder is can would someone be able to collect this into a larger let's say three different pages collect that into the actual game or a separate tool or yeah so the there's zones which are kind of like web rings i guess and people will be able to make whole zones of pages if they wanted to and then you could even set like what thing what laws are being broken by what pieces of text and at what time Mm -hmm. based on events in the game so there's uh, what I'm calling an event manager, and it ha- it'll have a bunch of events like has the player captured or apprehended three outlaws at this point? Have they uh, accessed this zone yet? And then based on those events, you can sort of make a progression of uh, for players to follow, and that's how we'll be making it in the game as well. Okay, um, that's cool. Well, that's really cool. So you're just going to basically have like a separate community aspect, hopefully, to this. Yeah, and people on. can upload their own hypnospace zones or whatever. Now, this would be... You'd probably have to, like... I don't think I'm going to be making a lobby or some kind of tool to be downloading whole conversions. I think sure. I'll make people unzip it and then drop it in the directory because I think that's a bu- beyond uh, the scope. Sure. But I was considering a little thing where if someone makes an in-universe page and maybe emails it or submits it to me through a form uh, on the site, I will look over it and I might suggest changes, but if it fits in the universe, I'll, we're going to have like a few pages in a secret directory and if uh, your game will pull from them and I will flag certain pages just in the single player game to be replaceable. So... Uh, you might not know it, but you might be seeing someone's page that they made who submitted it, you know, to us uh, yeah. in just your normal game. So it looks like uh, an actual. It actually gets the idea of what websites and the internet is. That's that's a really good. So it's not like all exactly has a similar feel, even if you intended yours to have different feels. Yeah, you'll see some. You'll see some pay, some different. Uh, users in there every now and then if mm-hmm. depending on when you boot the game up which I think will make it feel uh, 
pretty pretty cool. Um, but I will be curating that a lot because I just sure. want to make sure you know it's it, it one of the things the that bothers. Yes, that's one of the things about Kickstarters too that bugs me a little bit is some of the games, especially that have a lot of backers, and they it's I appreciate that they want to you know show their backers that they appreciate them. But when you have when you just go way over the top and it's like medieval game but you see like a guy w- with a t-shirt on and like modern glasses and i'm like okay that was a backer yeah cool but maybe they should have worked with him to uh, fit it in, yeah into let's the make game. it a little closer to what it's actually trying to be uh yeah. so obviously a lot of you the assets that are on the kickstarter page are not final you're just using uh royalty-free stuff, and you'll eventually change yep. that to a different yeah. kind of style and look. But uh, what are some of the major influences behind the design and visuals of this game? Obviously, we've already said Angel Fire, GeoCities. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Or... So, yeah, like, the the animated GIFs will all still have this sort of pre-rendered 3D thing going on with most of them. Um even like the ones the original ones we make all be like those sort of pre-rendered 3d things that are then color reduced you know to like the web safe palette and all that uh but um so there's a distinctive difference in like the operating system graphics which are all a little inspired by like amiga old low res graphic operating systems like back around I guess Windows 3.1 might have been the end of this little era. But um, they were very low resolution. Some of them had very bright and uh, vibrant color, default color themes, which would look cool probably for for maybe a few months of use. But then I think people would get a little sick of that. Um, But it's kind of an homage to that. And it contrasts with the pages, which are all just very on purpose clashing and not you yeah, know they're very wrong very let's say appropriate of their time color yeah. schemes for their backgrounds but you yeah they're, use they're a lime green background to show the back of your web page anymore yes i am gonna make them all readable which yeah. is something that people yeah. didn't have the luxury of in the GeoCities days. Or you, having to highlight black text and it becomes yellow on green yes. instead of black on green kind of thing. Um, yes, yeah. exactly. But so, I'm I'm at least going to make them readable so people can play the game, but they're going to be pretty bad. And that's in contrast to, you know, the operating system, which I'm going to try to make look pretty. And there will be themes, lots of downloadable things. Like, so might be a... None of this is implemented. It's sure. to come, but it'll be, it'll be like a metal theme or like everything bleeding theme, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so are you at all hesitant about uh, internet culture at all when doing this? Do you have a proper kind of perspective? Like, I could obviously see some people. I, I'm a little worried. And I assume you're not going to do this, but uh, I want to get your like memes. Is that like a worry for you that this game just kind of be- if you're not careful, just kind of becomes one note? Because right now it looks great. I just yeah. So like one thing to avoid this 
Like, do you mean becoming a meme almost in itself? Yeah, well, well, or becoming that game that's like an old internet meme, you know, and not really about exploring old internet and a weird dystopian future, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I was a little apprehensive about that. Uh, um, I would say... Um... Hmm. Yeah, I. One of the ways I'm I'm avoiding this is is by making everything Original. use unfamiliar terms. Yeah, like I think you probably you might have read about this a little bit when I, when I posted, but everything past the year 1950 ish is different. Like maybe there'll be an analog to the Beatles, but there's not going to be the Beatles and there's not going to be any, anything that we know. That's a direct, um, I mean, it might be a veiled reference, but nothing that's a direct reference. Yeah. N- not even a name pun. I don't even want to yeah. do that. Cause I don't want to acknowledge You're not gonna that. Have, so. Like Mr. B's balls or something like yeah. that. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. You know, okay. That's, yeah. That's good to hear. Cause you know, uh, it's always a worry as any indie game nowadays. That's always a worry a little bit. Cause it's like, is this going to last? It's kind of a thing. Like it's yeah. funny now, but like you, and also this takes place in a certain period of time, but you know, yeah, and, like, memes, there will be memes Yeah, in the game, in a way, people then won't call them that, I don't think, and they'll be maybe f- in a different format, formatting or something like they'll that. They'll be their own original content. They won't yeah, just yeah. be a, fam- a thinly veiled Harambe joke or something. Yeah, it's, that it's just not going to be, it's not even going to be, like, an image with impact font, it'll yeah. I'll think of some other thing that's sure. popular in this day. Because that, that's, a, that, I mean, that, that also, that's a concern, but also I, I, I would probably be in the same position of worrying about that and thinking, oh, is this too close? Because that, that's yeah. definitely a thing. When you make a joke, is it too common to another joke? And that's yeah. always a concern. So, so, I mean, right now we have, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I doubt that, I mean, maybe people will be playing this game in 20 years. Who knows? Yeah. But I feel like um, when I try to watch Mystery Science Theater with younger people than me, uh, have you seen Mystery Science Theater? I have. Yes, that's where my uh, username comes from. Oh, I duh. Mean, of course. That's okay. okay. That's okay. My dad actually saw that movie yeah, mixed up. Zombies. Some he saw it outside of the context of Mystery Science yeah. Theater, and it was like a big little joke between him and his friends. But anyway, that 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 show, especially to my wife who's German, like not only does she not get the the references from the eighties and nineties and a lot of seventies references too, but she doesn't get them also because they're mostly American. Oh yeah, um, and. I get a lot of them. I think probably 20 to 30% I don't get, but... Um, when you go in the um, later 90s, it becomes easier, usually. Easier, much not easier. not making, like, 80s jokes, basically. Yeah, in some episodes, it's just one after another, like, reference to some celebrity that 
I don't really know who they are, but or um, making jokes that are just history jokes that are based on American history, like character yes. getting punched in the gut and saying, "Well, that's how Houdini died." Like that's just yeah. a very <laughs> specific joke. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so I I think making anything reliant on that, like a, a being alive in a certain period of time, it, it is gonna is gonna make your what you're making not relevant for. And maybe they didn't want it to be relevant for a super long time. Maybe it yeah. was just a fun thing they were doing. But I would like to at least put some kind of work into making sure it's it can stand up in 15 years or something it, if people try to play it. From the, at least separate from the year 2016. Yeah, yeah. Most important. Or, two, or whenever the game comes out, be it... Um, yeah. So, uh, also, uh, I just really got one. You, s- I might be mistaken, but you're moving engines for this than you were on Dropsy, right? Or am I mistaken? Uh, yeah. So Dropsy was Unity. Okay. Um, and for this, we're actually using Construct Two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know anything about Construct? A or? little bit. I I know you said you were using you you had some original stuff in one, and then you said you wanted to move on. Am I not mistaken? Because yeah, you so in, get that on Mac, and Linux. Yeah, so I I always use Click Team Fusion to prototype. Uh, That's what and I was I, thinking of. Yeah. yeah, I grew up on that software. Like yeah. since I was thirteen, I I've been using that it. Bundle's so. still going too. Right yeah, the bundle's going. It's a really good deal because all that stuff would be over five hundred dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, and there's good games in there too. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's really I'm really fast with it. I'm very 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 fast with it. Um, but I it, it doesn't port well. Um, so Construct has a similar workflow. It's very similar, but it ports to PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, pretty well, and so I'm just gonna hop over to that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's almost the same tool set, roughly, right? right. Yep. Very similar. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about, or do you got uh, five, six more days? Yeah, we have five more was. days, and we are. I'm gonna check the dashboard you're, here. You're at least by tomorrow. I'd assume you're at least at budget right i think we'll hit it yeah we're we're 95 percent funded right now which is fantastic i didn't expect to be here at this time um so that's good um yeah we have one more stretch goal which i'll just say because i'm about to yeah talk about that because i was i i I didn't know exactly how to bring that up directly yeah so dropsy uh dropsy's the person who helped me animate a lot of the NPCs for Dropsy and um, the person who's behind Dropsy's like walking animation. So I had a person named Acacia. She's trained in animation. I'm not I'm an artist. I'm not a good make things move guy. Um, I can do it, but it looks janky. <laughs> but um, so she sent she we we hired her to do. Uh, the line art or color block animations for Dropsy's walking and stuff. And then I went and pixel arted over it, which is why he's so smooth when he walks and everything and why it looks so good. Um, And so uh, I wanted to have her back in some capacity. So she's going to come back and do a desktop pet. It'll probably be a flying toaster, 
but you can expect the same like fluid uh, professional looking animation from her like frame by frame stuff and I'm really excited to see that uh, so that'll be a stretch goal and also Jesse the guy who did uh, he did most of the NPCs in Dropsy yeah um, I was the he's background got a very artist good art style it reminds me of you know certain Lucas uh, uh, adventure games but it has its own strong yeah, it makes feel. me think of like LucasArts adventure characters with a little bit of Miyazaki in there a little bit. Yeah, it's got definitely so. got its own style, but it also kind of feels like Steve Purcell, but more yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, speaking of stretch goals, so that's what what the stretch goal is—a a virtual. Uh, these these two great folks will be making virtual pets for the game. So yeah. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about that music stretch goal. Was oh yeah, hot one. yeah. That but that and then I think um, if you want to talk about that and tell me tell the audience more about that. Oh yeah, just talk about it. Okay, yeah, um, go for it. So it all started in uh, last Christmas. I heard the song called Talk Taco Bell Christmas. Uh, that guy p- put in a a compilation of weird Christmas music, and it just sounded like a really weird like. Um, it sounded like something that Taco Bell might realistically try to p- make in in a very sort of uh, strange way that brands do this a lot to appeal to people. Um, but it wasn't. It was just this guy named Hot Dad. And I looked through his YouTube channel and he had made over like 100 songs of alternate reality television themes. Uh, and then he put like the television intro over his musical theme he rewrote for it and i think it was mostly an attempt at kind of pranking people because they would search for like malcolm in the middle song and then they would get his like weird version yeah uh which ended up in some funny comments but the songs were like really good and that album is one of my favorite albums of last year it's like 105 songs first of all it's massive but also some of them sound surprisingly like meaningful <laughs> even though he's they're like about spongebob or whatever i don't know but they, they just sound like he really put his soul into them and stuff so um uh because he was so experienced with like making weird brand parody song things i figured it would be cool to have him make little jingles for the brands because there's going to be a lot of brands in the game like fake brands of course mm-hmm. um for all kinds of whatever things people are selling in this version of the future and um i want there to be little uh, little advertisements where his jingle will loop in the background um but yeah that's that's what that stretch goal is i think thirty four thousand is that though honestly um he, anything we make over we'll just get that in hot dad music so yeah um Hopefully we hit that. That would be fantastic. But sure. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we if you're interested, go to Kickstarter, type in Hypnospace, uh, and make a decision yourself. I hope this helped because I I'm I'm definitely it's it's definitely interesting. It's it's it takes a second to totally get what you're 
what you yeah what you're doing and it's a hard thing to like describe show. yeah yeah and because that's part of why this is, exists is so that i can hire the programmer and i can't really show everything without being able to have him program it so yeah. i can do my best at, at with my prototypes and with explaining and maybe on streams and stuff but it's really a hard thing to wrap your head around um i i maybe i've been like hesitant about doing like comparisons to other games but it is a little bit of a papers please yeah definitely i can see that thing going on where the laws will get harder to uh ethically justify you know Mm -hmm. uh, as the game goes on so yeah well thank you very much for uh being on yeah thanks david it was cool of you to interview me 